But, I mean, that was the first sheep I looked at. So I was like, oh, he's big. He's, you know, is, is that the one? You must like be saying your prayers and, and going to church. I don't know what you're doing. Whatever you're doing, I got to figure it out. We went out there looking for him every single time, and we'd, we'd find him pretty much every single time. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the E-Hunter Newscast. I'm your host again for this episode, Taryn Hunt. Excited to be back again with you guys this week. Have a pretty fun podcast for you guys. But before we jump into that, I do want to thank our sponsor, Vortex Optics. Vortex sponsors everything that we do here at E-Hunter. We're grateful for them and the relationship and the partnership that we have with them. Go check them out, vortexoptics.com. They have a lot of new stuff out. Um, be on the lookout for some reviews that we have coming out as well on our platforms. On today's podcast, I have David Suda from North Dakota. David was lucky enough to harvest a state record bighorn sheep this year, which is absolutely amazing, and I'm extremely jealous. But uh, he shares a story with us. It's a quick story, so this will be a quick podcast. But I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, like it, share it around. Appreciate all the support, you guys. And without further ado, let's jump into the podcast. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the eHunter Newscast. I got a special guest on the the call today. Um, if you guys have been on eHunter, uh, we post a lot of articles on. Well, not a lot of articles because this doesn't happen very often. But when a, a record happens in a state, we usually try to post an article and talk a little bit about it and kind of share the story somewhat. I, we don't do it justice on our articles, um, and so I'm excited to do these podcasts where I get to actually talk about state records that that happen. And super stoked about this one because you know. You, you hear stories of you know mule deer state records and elk state records, which are really cool. Um, but kind of a lot of our ideal hunts is is a, a bighorn sheep. And so today um, we got a really special guest. His name's David Suda from North Dakota, and um, he was he's blessed. We were just talking. I, I said he was blessed um, for what he was able to do there in North Dakota. But before we get into that, David, welcome to the call, man. Hey, thank you. Uh... Very glad to be here. Well, I'm sto- like I said, I'm stoked to have you, man. I, I I love seeing the pictures of your ram, and I'm excited to get into the story of it. Um, before we do that, though, would you mind just sharing a, a quick introduction? Tell, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do there in North Dakota, things like that. Uh, so I'm David Suda. I'm a sales rep for Wilbur Ellis, and I also help out on Family Farm. And uh, I live six miles from Canada and northeastern North Dakota in a little town called Wahala. And uh, and I I grew up hunting and fishing. Uh, not a whole lot of people in my family hunt, so I kind of just picked it up on my own. So pretty much been self-taught on the way up and really, really got into big game when I was a young, probably 13, 14 years old. And uh, that's kind of where the passion started and it's just continued to grow since. So. Oh, that's and it's it's turned into a pretty big thing now. <laughs> it kind of takes over your life, doesn't it? Oh, completely. <laughs> it's all I think about. That's what my wife always gives me crap because I I have a lot of hobbies. I like to play golf and do do some of these other things. But I mean, at the end of the day, hunting is is my life. It's what I do, you know, and it, it just kind of consumes us. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so if you're that close to Canada, have you? I'm already going to take us down a rabbit hole. Sorry, David, but. Um, do you hunt in Canada at all? No, I actually do not. I moved up here last summer, and uh, so I'm right in the Pemina Gorge, so I'm pretty big into whitetail hunting and then 
helping out elk hunting in this area. So usually I'm pretty busy and haven't got into the Canadian side of hunting yet, but I, uh, I used, I used to farm full time and I recently took a different career path. So I've never really had a full fall to really go and hunt out of state and do lots of stuff like that. So that's, that'll be in the future, the short, the short foreseeable future. I will be definitely hunting in Canada and many other states in the U S that's one of my goals. So I want to get to Canada. I want to get to Alaska. In fact, a couple of buddies of mine right now are, are looking at doing a uh, an Alaska um, caribou hunt. And, but I, I would love to do. I'd love to hunt in uh, in Canada. I think that would that would be awesome. And hey, if I ever make it up to North Dakota, it sounds like uh, I'm talking to the guy that can help me out with elk, with elk and whitetail, huh? Yeah, it, 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 the elk tag is a once-in-a-lifetime resident tag, so it's next oh. to impossible to get. But if you're, if you're fortunate enough to get a deer tag, that's that's right in my red house here. You know, that's, <laughs> well, that's what I know is whitetails and elk. What does it take to get a whitetail tag there for non-residents? For archery, it's over-the-counter. But oh. uh, for rifle tag, I think there's like one or two non-resident tags uh, a year for oh. this unit in particular. Okay. So it, next to him, it takes it takes me seven years to get a tag as a resident. Wow, gosh. Yeah, I. So this year, along with my sheep tag, I drew a mule deer tag, and that's the first tag I've had since I was a youth hunter when I was fourteen years old. Oh my gosh! So, what was the last big game animal you harvested before this ram? Um, well, I white tails with my bow. Okay. I, I bow hunt pretty hard, but uh, I haven't had a rifle tag since I was a youth hunter when gotcha. I was fourteen. Okay, gotcha. Wow, that's that is crazy. I'm, I don't know. I guess I hunt everything, but I I prefer archery over rifle as well. It's just I I think it's funner. But so I'm, I'm yeah, have, I do too. I'm gonna have to do that at some point. Come up there and uh, hunt some uh, whitetail with my bow. I think that would be a blast. It's it's a lot of fun. It's it's tough, but it's fun. Yeah, that's hunting right there. You know, and that's the thing. You can come if you don't come yeah. home with anything, even if it's tough. I mean, it's still it's still fun to get out and just just pursue the animals. Yeah, definitely. Well, Dave, let's jump into um, kind of what everybody's here for. Everybody wants to hear about. Um, I told you before we started recording. I've had a lot of people ask me questions about this and being pretty excited about hearing the story because I mean we touched a little bit of, about it in our article, and there's been other articles. Um, in fact, a couple of places, or at least I know one place there in North Dakota put out a pretty sweet article about it. Um, but I got a lot of people really interested in hearing this story. So, um, just kind of tell us what you do, what did you do this last year. <laughs> So uh, it, it pretty much started uh, in the early fall. I was actually talking to my best friend slash hunting buddy on the phone one night when I was driving home, and he knew that they were going to be pulling sheep tags soon, and he asked me uh, what, what, what I would do if I ever got a phone call that I drew a bighorn sheep tag. And I was like, ah, it'll never happen. I, I, I don't believe that. And then he goes, well, what would you do? I was like, well, I'd first say they're lying because it's probably you pulling a prank on me, and I would never believe it. And the very next night, I get a phone call from Brett Weedman telling me that I drew a bighorn sheep tag. And I was like, ah, you're lying. This is a joke. And he stayed on the phone with me for a while, and he, he kept telling me, no, I'm, I'm Brett Weedman. I'm the bighorn sheep biologist in North Dakota, and you drew a bighorn sheep tag. And then I was kind of just went into shock. I was, I was in shock for probably two weeks about it. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> oh, my and, gosh. Uh, and then the word kind of started getting out that I had a sheep tag, and 
the the first person I called was my buddy that I had been talking to the night before, and he lives out in Western North Dakota, and his roommate is another good buddy of mine, Ryan, and we just kind of we talked every day and kind of started getting the game plan going, and they knew of a a big sheep that lived out there in in my unit they knew of a big sheep and they kind of had some ins for me and i just went out there and started talking to landowners and the very first night of sheep scouting the first sheep i looked through my spotting scope and looked at was the sheep i ended up shooting wow yeah he was we found him on our first night of scouting (laughs) so from that point on it was we went out there looking for him every single time and we we'd find him pretty much every single time that's what i was gonna say so it was pretty easy to find this guy when you went out then well it 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 normally it doesn't go like that but we well he he was hard to spot we were looking at him from probably you know a mile to a mile and a half away we were looking from he was on private land and we were looking at him from state land so i mean we were a good a good jaunt away from him but we were able to find him and he was pretty consistent in where he would stick around to. So what was your first thought and when then, you uh, when you first saw him? What did you first think? He's really big. I mean, he was <laughs> substantially bigger than anything else we saw. But, I mean, that was the first sheep I looked at. So I was like, oh, he's big. He's, you know, is, is that the one? You know, we knew we kept hearing about the one sheep, this one sheep that was just bigger than everything else. And, and I, we just wanted to confirm that it was him. And uh, we would go around look at sheep in other spots and look at different groups of ewes and different rams and you could just tell he was substantially bigger than anything else we saw he carried his mass so much further down on his um curls and he was just big when he would step out you could just tell he was a stud Jeez, how many times did you go see him before the hunts oh sorry what's that um so I started scouting six weeks before. I would go out there okay. every week for four or five days. I probably had 25 days of scouting in at least. Wow. Okay. So and, you, you put in the work. And then, yeah, and then the whole week before season I was out scouting. And uh, that weekend before, on that Sunday, we had saw him. I went home for the week, came back for eight days to scout the eight days or the seven days before season. And... For the first time, we didn't find him for more than one day. Like before that, we'd only not seen him like one or two times. Mm-hmm. And then we went out and we couldn't find him for three days. He he was just gone. We looked everywhere. We couldn't find him. And he ended up moving about three miles, three, four miles away as a crow flies to another ranch where I also had permission to hunt. And we were just driving, kind of stressing out. I was getting really worried that I couldn't find him. And luckily we look over and he's just feeding in a little, uh, little flat at the bottom of a butte right along the river. I mean, he was in plain sight, just sitting there feeding with a whole group of ewes. Wow. And this was the day before season. Oh man. I'll bet that was a, a, a sigh of relief once you finally saw him yeah. that day. <laughs> yeah, it was a huge relief. And then, so we stayed on him all day and, uh, that next or that evening we were sitting there looking at him and we noticed that uh another guy was sitting there looking at the same sheep so i I knew that i was going to have some competition for him there there was another there was an auction tag and another tag in my unit Mm -hmm. so i and i knew that the other guy was going to be going for the same sheep as well so it kind of just turned into you know 
who was going to beat them to it. And so we slept on the sheep. We went out there at two in the morning the next morning and we slept on them. Woke so, up about an hour before legal shooting and started hiking into where we last saw them. And legal shooting opened up and about, in about 30 minutes, I looked at two different sheep through my scope and the first one wasn't him and the second one was him. Wow. How far, how far away was he when you first saw him? Uh, 350 yards is about 10 seconds after I saw him when I shot him. Wow. Man, I... It was quick. I, <laughs> we, we knew what we were going... Our, our plan worked out, and we had a big plan going about everything and how we were going to go about it, and what where we thought the sheep would be is exactly where he was. And it, it was just kind of crazy how everything just worked out right as we planned it. Wow. Yeah, you... You must like be saying your prayers and, and going to church. I don't know what you're yeah. doing. Whatever you're doing, I got to figure it out because just it's, to get the tag alone. I've but then to do that. Luck on my side. <laughs> I mean, I, I've never ever had luck on my side until this year. This fall has been very, very good to me. Oh, I cannot. Man. I'll never be able to complain about that ever. How, David? How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 23. 23 years old and shoot a ram not even I mean it's one thing to shoot a ram like this and we'll get into the numbers of him here in just a second but it's just to to have I don't know man I, I'm I'm gonna kind of brag on you here a little bit for a second when I was that old I'm I'm 35 now but when I was that old you know I I didn't put that much effort into it like for you to you know sleep through the night there basically I mean two in the morning and then to uh, stay there all the whole time, or and all the work you did before that. I mean, kudos to you, man. You did a lot of work and a lot of preparation for that guy. I mean, seriously, dude, kudos to you. Thank you. And then, and a big part in that is my buddy Jensen, my buddy Ryan. I mean, I had two guys that are absolute hunters. They they have as much, if not more, passion for everything, everything outdoors as I do, even. And, uh, you know, they were a huge help in all this. They, they gave me a lot of pointers, and they were there with me the whole time. I mean, there was only a handful of times I was scouting there by myself. A majority of the time, I had two big, big helps in this whole thing. And uh, they were both a big part of the whole plan on this ram as well. So, you know, I owe a lot of credit to those two guys, too. Absolutely. And, you know, that's the story behind the story right there. You know, these these monsters are taking these these state records are taken and a lot of people you know absolutely it's gonna be david suit everybody's gonna remember your name is taking this but there's a lot of people that go into this and i that's cool that you you give them a shout out because yeah in the landowners too they were if, if i didn't have the permission from the landowners i did i would have never even had a chance to shoot the sheep i shot so that was a huge thing for me too and all all the landowners out there were super nice just Old school ranching, ranching people. This very down to earth, very good people. Nice, very awesome. It, it was a good experience. It was an unbelievable experience. Well, the funny thing about it is, I think a lot of people expected the story to be like, you know, we we grinded for you know five seven days, we hiked up these sheer cliffs and and, and all this stuff, and and to hear the story that yeah you're 30 minutes into shooting light and you've got this guy on the ground but again you got to look at all the work that you did prior to that and yeah it was we wanted like it was a big thing that i wanted to do was put in all the work prior like i i was i studied him i watched him do everything like that's like i we'd find him and we'd sit on him the rest of the night till it was dark you know mm -hmm. i mean i watched him constantly i have tons of footage through my phone scope and uh 
just I, I just liked watching him. He was just so cool to watch. Yeah. Do you have some uh, still photos of him? Oh, yeah, I have tons. Would you mind shooting me a couple of those on uh, on our yeah. conversation? I'd love to put those, you know, in the article if that if that's cool with you. Yeah, yeah, I can forward. I have I have videos of him fighting. I have videos of him on top of use. I have great pictures of him. The actually the fighting videos of him are crazy. He actually lost. He got his butt kicked the entire night. Oh my god! The, the night before season opened, he just gets pummeled. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see yeah, some of that. Smaller, that's cool. By a smaller, younger ramp, just kicks his butt. <laughs> Oh gosh! Well, let's talk about the details of him. You know, everybody they see state record and they want to know um, what he's coming out to. And actually, when we wrote the article, we didn't even have the final score on him. I think Brett said that he, when he taped him out, it was one ninety, but he said that it might, you know, they shrink or they might grow a little bit from that. So, what did he end up being? So his final score, he netted one eighty six and two ace, wow. and he grossed one eighty seven and five ace. So he shrunk a little under three inches. He did shrink. We we had him at 190 net originally. So, wow, just under three inches was at the end of shrinking, which is still a state record by almost 10 inches. Yeah, yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Man, that is. No, I I and uh, he there was a lot of cool things about him. He he had the largest mass measurement ever in North Dakota, and he also had the large the longest horn ever in North Dakota. So he he had a lot of things about him that were really unique and wow. just an overall really cool ram. And he was actually broke off on the one side, right? Yeah, he broomed off his right side. Gotcha. Man. And he was he lost probably four and a half inches on that side, five inches maybe. Mm-hmm. And then that made all of his mass measurements um larger on the side he broomed off. So then he had more deductions on his mass of on his score for his mass. Oh, gotcha. His 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 right horn that was shorter was a little heavier all the way through. Oh man, that's wild. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I'm actually looking at a picture of him right now, and yeah, that's that's wild. Such a beast. So what's the story now? What what what's your plan with him now? What are you gonna do now that you got him on the ground? You got him scored. You're in the record books. What are you? What's your plan for him? I don't have a plan for him. He's going to go to the World Sheep Foundation Banquet in May, and then from there he's either going to go to my house or my cabin. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm I, sure... don't, I, I can't let him out of my sight. I want to I wanna look at him for a long time. Uh, the reason I ask that is because for that reason, a lot of foundations, a lot of uh, big groups start reaching out to these state record folks saying, hey, you know, we'd love to have him featured in – in our building or, or whatever. So I'm glad to hear that he's going to stay home. Yeah. I, I haven't had a ton of people reach out about having him and, uh, I'm not completely closed off to it, but it just means so much to me. I mean, I, I've said for years that my, my ultimate dream hunt is to shoot a bighorn sheep. And I, and at that point in my time, I didn't care where, and let alone did I think at 22, I would draw the tag and shoot my dream hunt when I'm 22 years old. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. Now you got to top that on the next one. You know, we got to see some like state record elk coming in the next one and and things like that. (laughs) I I'd love to. I'm just I I have to decide if I'm going to go for the sheep slam now or if I'm going to just take a couple years off and just live on the 
high life of this hunt, or I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Well, I, I won't tell you what to do, but I, I would go with the latter on that, man. I'd love to just, if I shot something like that, I'd love to just sit back and enjoy, I mean, that that's such a cool thing. I mean, congratulations, buddy. Yeah, that's it, awesome. It, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I still, I still can't believe it. Yeah, you probably have to wake up and pinch yourself every day to realize yeah, that it, life is, this, this really happened. Yeah, and then it, I still sometimes don't even believe that I drew the tag. Yeah. And the hunt's been long done with now, so. So crazy. So crazy. Like I said, man, you must be yeah. doing something right. You're living right. You To just get the tag alone is a, is a feat, but then to have the situation that you had to come home with that ram i mean and for those that are listening guys uh you can go check out there we have a picture up on our site of of his ram you can check him out on instagram and david i'll have you give those all of your handles here in just a second but if you guys haven't seen this ram those of you that are listening to the podcast um go check him out he's he's a brute um he's something that we all aspire to i I just want to hunt bighorns someday but to to shoot something like that is is pretty impressive so again david congratulations so cool thank you yeah i, I still can't believe it yeah <laughs> well david before i let you go let, yeah, let's uh what where can people find pictures of this where can they find you to ask questions uh, i i can take any questions or if you want to see pictures on just my instagram my instagram is just david suda 12 it's really easy okay and that's suda it's s-u-d-a right Yep. Okay. I think that's probably, that's where I found David um, as far as to communicate. And he's got some great pictures up there of the Ram. I mean, it's just, it's cool. It's really cool. So David, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time um, to chat with me today. Like I said, there's a lot of people that are excited to hear this story. um, Albeit that the actual day of was 30 minutes and not a lot to to talk about there, but um, still a cool situation and we're very, uh, we're very proud of you and, uh, think it's cool. So congratulations, buddy. Thank you very much. All right, man. Well, I'll let you go. You have a great day. Okay. You too. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast and thanks to David for joining me and telling us a story about his awesome Ram. Again, if you guys haven't seen it, go on uh, Instagram or onto our website and you can see pictures of that amazing Ram. So, Be on the lookout for more podcasts to come in the future. And thanks, guys. Appreciate all your support. See ya.